What's up, guys? Excited about podcast number four with my man and teammate, Charlie Cipriano. He's a goalie coming out of Fairfield U, now plays for the Water Dogs Lacrosse Club. We are excited to hear about his mentality, his goalie style, but most importantly, excited to hear about how he got to the professional level. He not only challenged himself, but made sure he challenged the best shooters in his area in order to get better. He was not afraid to jump out of his comfort zone, and we are excited for you guys to listen. Hope you guys enjoy. Sort of how we've been starting is just sort of talking about what you're up to in terms of just balancing lacrosse. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing right now with lacrosse players. They're balancing somehow. They have to supplement their income. Uh, whether it's playing indoor or playing just strictly outdoor and coaching on the side or having uh, another job, uh, I guess with during this Corona time, uh, what have you been up to? What have you been balancing and juggling? Yeah. So, I mean, I'll jump into that right off the bat here. So my, my full-time job is, you know, I'm not playing the cross. It's um, a school counselor. So I work at a school. So obviously when the whole COVID pandemic came about, we were working from home. And um, so it was, you know, that within itself had its own challenges, but it actually gave me more time really just to kind of focus with, with no distractions around to focus in on lacrosse and um, my training, like my whole regiment, you know, like um, I was actually hopping on Zoom calls with my strength and conditioning coach from Fordham Prep where I coach at and work at. And he was doing these Zoom calls like five, day, five days a week. So that really got me like kickstarted during like the whole quarantine and um i just been following those and now obviously as the season's getting closer here it's incorporating more lax related training you know um goalie wise so like hand-eye coordination doing a lot of those types of drills so i would say um the balance is actually i would say worked in my favor here a little bit because with, with work I, I could focus on that from you know nine to two o'clock nine to three o'clock after that focus in like an hour or two just on lacrosse so with no distractions it's worked out man um Seeing a lot of shots, I guess, as a goalie, that's been a little bit of the toughest part. But I have a guy who I usually train with from, from school. So he's, like, willing to get out there on the field and keep our social distance, obviously. And um, I can still get my work done. So it's, it's been good. That's one thing I kind of wanted to ask you about. Um, so me personally, I had some injuries, and I stopped playing uh, during my – I had my, did my third ACL in my sophomore year of college. Um, stopped playing my junior year. Um, from there, I kind of like transitioned into like a like a student coaching role um, and just like worked with the goalies a ton. So I'd be like doing all the individual drills with goalies, just doing like obviously tons of shooting stuff, be like with Coach Tillman and all the goalies at Maryland. And then with Corona and stuff like that, um, I was doing some stuff down here with Martin Bowes. I'm not sure if you know him. Um, but yeah, he's, playing against him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's in the Boston area. And he was kind of just trying to look into – getting some stuff together for kids to do on their own. And obviously for me, originally it was like, I could definitely help train some goalies with you before Corona hit. It was like, I, I, like, I could definitely help train some goalies, like do some different shooting drills and stuff like that. Um, but then like with Corona, we obviously couldn't be like meeting in person and stuff with these kids, especially when it started at the very beginning, it was, it was worse. Um, and I kind of like realized it's like tough to kind of get things, like at least from, from my perspective, like not being a goalie, it was kind of hard to find like good things for kids to work on as a goalie on their own, just by themselves. Uh, so for, from your experience and like what you're doing, what, the, what are some good things that, that you work on by yourself just as far as being a goalie and when you just don't have anyone to find to shoot on you? 
Absolutely, yeah. That's that's kind of the toughest part, right? Because you know, you you always when you're getting shots, you need another person or two with you. So, yeah. um, I've gotten that question a lot. Actually, I train a lot of goalies in my off time, and um, a lot of my guys who I've been working with reach out, even girls. You know, um, it's both ways there. Both both those this position is the same for both men's and, and women. But um, you know, I think the the biggest thing is my cardio. The first and foremost thing that you can control is your, is your strength and conditioning. All right. So I mean, like with your cardio and whatnot. Um, and, and, and lifting weights or even body weight movements. So if you can do a lot of jump rope, I think jump rope is probably, man, since I was, I began playing goalie when I had goalie trainers at like 12 years old, jump rope, jump rope, jump rope. That's something you can do kind of working on your feet and your shoulders, right? And um, your foot speed, shoulders, and that's all kind of goes into that goalie position. So I was doing a lot of that, a lot of balance, a lot of core work, um, you know, push-ups, sit-ups, planks, all that type of stuff, wall sits, Stuff where I can work on my core, and also I always incorporate keeping my hands up, working on my shoulders. And that's like one thing, you know, I wasn't the strongest kid by any means in, in college, but I would have super strong shoulders just because I'm sitting in the cage with my hands up. So that strength and conditioning-wise, cardio-wise, you want to work on, the, on your foot speed, core, and kind of your shoulders, and I like to do my upper body, kind of doing all that. Now diving into the hand-eye coordination stuff, it's where you got to get a little bit innovative and you got to get a little bit tricky with it. What I was actually doing, I took a 45-pound plate, put it on a corner, and I could just kind of throw a ball at it, right, and work on my steps working towards that. So that's something where I'm, I'm hitting all my spots, but I'm still stepping, attacking the ball, finishing square. So I'm working hand-eye just on that. Another thing that I love to do, you get to a wall. Um, just grab a shorty or your goalie stick, and I, it's a pregame ritual that I have every single time. Now before every game I'm doing this, is get, just to get dialed, just seeing the ball, is just get to a wall, Soft toss, hit your spot, step into it, take a shorty, then you work your way up to your goalie stick. So now, you know, the difficulty is getting harder. If you can do it with a shorty, you can catch it with a short stick, you can absolutely catch it with a goalie stick. So that's like kind of some things that I've been doing by myself. I have a whole like wall routine that I'm actually putting together right now for, I got like a little goalie clinic, a little goalie brand that I'm kind of working on right now, doing some of that type of stuff. So yeah, that's some stuff that you can do. Um, you can get anyone in the backyard. I've had my, my fiance literally taking a tennis rack and hitting, hitting tennis balls at me. So anything that I can do to kind of work on my hand-eye as well as my cardio and conditioning, that's what I've been trying to do like at least five to six times a week here. And then I was also, I was asking, I was asking my buddy, Danny Dolan. He was, uh, he was a migrant at Maryland. He was our starting goalie my senior year. I was asking him some stuff that he was doing with his kids. Um, and he was saying, like, he was the biggest thing that he was doing with them was just really having them, like, kind of focus on, like, the mental side of, of goalie stuff and just, like, imagining shots and just kind of, like, taking them through just different scenarios that he does in, in his head, kind of. What's, like, yeah. do you do anything, like, mentally that's, like, any, like, mental work to spend? If, if that's just, like, sitting on the couch for your, for you or do you do anything, like, specifically to kind of, like, think about lacrosse and think about goaltending, like, from so, a standpoint? Yeah. So, you know, another thing that I'm, I'm doing while I'm by myself drill-wise is I'll set up five cones, right? And it, and it mimics my arc around there. So when I'm working on my cones, so I'm, say I'm on my, and I, I line them up one, two, three, dead center, four, five, pipe, one, five are your pipes. So you can literally work from pipe in your positioning to step, right? Just to move, visualize your shot, visualize your movements. A guy coming around the corner, right? GLE. Or if you're up top at your three, you go down to your two. It's a kid, you know, sweeping down the alley, righty there and, and shooting there. So I'm visualizing setting up in that spot, getting down to another spot. And now I got to make my movements, whether that's an off hip, low, you know, bounce shot, whatever it may be. So mentally, I'm going through my reps there. 
that you do it for you know 20 minutes you're getting a ton of reps in there and you're getting mental reps as well so i'm working on my mechanics as well as my conditioning with that right and again my 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 core my sitting up you know it's not easy when you got to stand in your goalie position and you're doing all those drills a bunch so that that what i would say is is one way that i train my mental part of it another big thing um it's a tough position i think mentally right because you have 50% is like a is a good marker and and anything else in life, 50% is like, you know, you wouldn't say that's super successful, maybe. But with this, I got, I got to focus in on what I can control. And one thing that I've been working on is like on a calm app. I was actually had the LeBron one on the other day. So I'll stretch, right? Another big thing with this mental reps is I'll stretch when I'm like taking my day off. I'll go through a 30 minute stretching routine, a little bit of yoga ish. But I'll throw on a podcast, I'll throw something on where I can get focused and, and thinking about success. So LeBron and his talking about, all right, man, you're playing in these crazy arenas in front of all these bunch of people. Well, what's one thing that you always can control in that? And I preach this to my guys as a counselor too, is your breathing, right? And um, so I'm always taking that in when I'm stretching, just working on my breathing, calming down. And I find when I even go out there to shoot, if I'm not, you know, one or two, just take a calm, deep breath, get back in the zone. And it's funny, you know, just to kind of talk, talk about that too, it's, when I was in college, I remember on their classroom, I was like, Sip, how do you say like so locked in for shots? Kids are like eight yards, you're dialed. You're not even like false stepping or anything like that. And I remember saying to him at that time, I was like, I just breathe, man. Like, I don't even know. Like I'm just breathing before the shot comes to relax. So those are all mental reps that I can do. And I really think, um, you know, the more preparation that you put in, the more practice, it's, it's how you get confident, right? It's how you get like, you feel good. Um, if you haven't worked, you got to jump out there and play a game. You know, I don't think that's going to, you're going to feel very confident going into that. So as long as you put the work in, I think it all pays off in the end. So with that, I guess to be at your level, uh, I think being a goalie is probably the most competitive position, honestly, in sports. Definitely, I think in lacrosse, like we have seven teams in the PLL and seven guys get to play. And it's crazy to be at that level. Like you truly are the best in the world. And you talk about your breathing. You talk about these different preparations. When did it, when did it start? Did someone tell you, did you learn it from a coach or was it something you sort of found in yourself from just experience? How did it start? Yeah. Um, honestly, I think music was the key to it when I was younger. Now looking back on it a little bit, like I would just dial in before games, like try to just zone out music that got me fired up, amped up, just dialed and like energetic. I think that's where it all started. Now thinking back in it, you know, 13, 14, 15 years later, it's like, that's really where it was. But I think it all came from, you know, just playing sports at a young age. Like I just played a bunch of sports, you know, you name it. I was playing at soccer, hockey. I was on skates at three. Um, I wrestled, wrestled taught me work ethic. So all those look like baseball, hand-eye coordination, all that type of stuff. Each of those sports brings its own element and its own pressure, right? Different things. You're up at bat. You got to hit, you got one, you know, three strikes to kind of go there. Any hockey, my vision, physicality, like all that type of stuff. So one, I love playing sports. So I would watch guys, athletes kind of do it. You know, Lundquist growing up as a Rangers fan, hockey-wise, he was so dialed in. And you see his pregame rituals, you know, he's, he's juggling. He's not really like kind of talking to many people. He was just dialed. That's how I do it. Some guys are around the locker room. I've seen Jesse Schwartz, one of the best goalies to do it. He's just out there. He's loose. He's kind of going about it. So everyone's different. Me personally, I got to get dialed. I like to just focus in on that. I feel like once... You know, once I get on that bus, we're going to the stadium, music's on. I'm not really kind of 
just trying to get my guys fired up, but I'm more so just focused. So I think that was early on, and I've been doing that since, man, I've been playing sports in middle school, like even before that. But I think it's really when I, I always had like a Biggie song that I would put on right before uh, my high school games. And I, it was like a kind of like a routine of how to do that. And ever since then, it's music right before the game. We come in, halftime, I'll throw some music on, a couple of things to get me going again, and we go from there. And one thing, kind of circling back to some, some things you were saying just about like going back, like thinking back to like beginning of your career and stuff like that. How much like, he's like talking to some, some other people we've talked to, like a, a one thing that they've kind of brought up is like when they could start just like focusing on themselves, like they notice their game kind of like accelerate and not like focus on what other people are in and stuff like, or what, what other people are doing and stuff like that. When you were growing up, were there any goalies that you kind of like watched a lot to try to like emulate or anything like that? And then like as you progress through your career, do you still watch any other goalies or is it just pure just focusing on shooters if you're watching film on anyone or is it just watching film on yourself? Or yeah. what was that progression like for you? That's a good question. I think growing up, it was all for me growing up was like focusing on me. I came from a high school where we didn't really, we didn't make the playoffs, man. I never made the playoffs in high school. Um, we were not a very good lacrosse team. And we played the best of the best in Long Island there. Like Class A, we play in Massapequa, Syosset, Long Beach. So, you know, we had a ton of fun, don't get me wrong, but we, were, we weren't winning many games there like that. So for me, I took that personally at ninth grade. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do what I can do. And I'm going to try to make as many saves as I possibly can do. So I think kind of growing up there, that was my, and still to this day, it's like, I'm going to do what I can do. You know, I'm going to try to make as many saves as I can. I, I want to save, save them all. And I've saved a lot in, in high school, man. I, I saved a ton in high school. But, you know, I think as I was watching lacrosse, I watched guys like, Jesse Schwartzman, I would say, Jay Pfeiffer, I would watch him, Matt Russell out of Navy. Those were the guys when I was kind of growing up in high school. They all brought a different element. You know, like Matt Russell, I'm watching his stuff the other day. He just was so energetic, kind of playing high arc, cutting off angles. Jesse, uh, you know, I watched him when I was in high school. I was fortunate enough to win a championship with him in Denver, you know, eight years later as his backup. And you learned from him, like, he's just more of a style push and transition. Like, he loves to push the play, be a part of it as a goalie. Him, Jay Pfeiffer, I love Cuse. I love watching Mikey Powell just ball out. So he just brought, like, even, he's not a goalie, but he just brought that, like, that craziness to the game where I love watching it. I really, it was, like, got me fired up about lacrosse. So, you know, I just stuck with that. So I, there were guys, and I think as I'm older now, Gittleman, you know, Adam was a guy who is a couple of towns over from me. He was a year older, and I always heard about. So I always wanted to try to be better than him. You know, he was the guy who you always heard about in the, in, in the lo local talk. So he was a guy who really made me push my game up, like and, and set my game up and, and really dedicated to my craft. And I worked with Coach Brazel, who now is the coach over at Stony Brook doing goalies and stuff like that. Um, he, he's the guy who, who pushed me and, and kind of got me going. And But those are the other guys that I kind of mimicked and I at least looked up to and wanted to be like. And, you know, I think in anything that you do, you got to believe that you're the best. And to this day, you got you to be confident and think that I'm the best in the game doing it. So, yeah. Awesome. I think uh, with uh, you talk about all these guys, all these great players bring a different piece to their game. And you say it like goalies, they all have their little quirky thing that they do. I think it's so interesting before games or their style of play. Uh, I guess in terms of just getting to this level, how is your game using like playing off your strengths and sort of improving your weaknesses 
where was your game, obviously, maybe when you were in ninth grade, when you started to be focused on something? And how did your game improve? Like, were you mo more vocal? I mean, you're the last line of defense. Like, defensive guys, like, honestly rely on you a ton. How did you sort, uh, sort of improve on your game? Yeah, so I think, you know, there's, like, four really big parts, I think, like, to being a really good goal. And I think this is a good teammate. Well, good player here. I think, one, as a goal, you got to be a, a sheer stopper, right? I think that's the first thing there. And that I've always had just in terms of reaction time. I think playing a lot of different sports um, really helped me with that. And you got to have like that fearless mindset. I got that from that type of stuff. So I would say sheer stopping ability. Um, clearing game. I think that evolved and I used it as I was a quarterback in high school. That that helped me so much. So I think that's, that's a huge part of it as well. Um, the third part is probably being vocal, like you said, and being a leader um, out there. That really evolved in my game. I think as I got older, I remember going to tryouts. Um, Coach Brazel, again, like for the Empire Games. You know, I was like to make the, the state teams, your region team. Probably the best thing you could do in high school for us. So I remember for tryouts, he's like, listen, man, you have the stopping ability. You're going to get noticed with that. Now it's like you got to be vocal. You got to let people know you're out there. All right. And I think that evolved as my game went on. I got to Fairfield. Coach Connery. You know, you know, over from, from Maryland, he was huge into that. I mean, like, he was like, listen, understand our defense, make, make your saves, but could see the ball, save the ball, but you got to know what's going on out there and help your guys bring, come together as a, as a unit, figure out what went on, and you kind of work from there. And then the fourth one I would say is kind of with everything is just how to be a good teammate as I grew up. Like, I think uh, I've always tried to pick my guys up. Um, even when I was a backup, I was always a starter kind of growing up in college there. Even when I was a backup, um, I wanted to pick my teammates up. So I think that I, I've grown in that way as well. But I worked more on my craft here, man. As I got older, you don't get any younger, right? Your body gets a little bit beat up. So you got to take a lot more care of it. I think that's what I learned as I got older here. Um, I changed up my eating ways here the past few years. I felt really, really good. Um, my workout routine changed that up. Um, so yeah, I would say those are the areas of how I really grew. And, um, but I really went off of my sheer athleticism when I was younger and then I just worked at it. Going off, going off of that, just things you've kind of changed in like the past couple the past five, six years or whatever. What would you say is sticks, sticks out to you as like the biggest, most influential, most influential change in your habits or routines in the past five years? Well, I think I got to go back a little bit before that because when I was a sophomore in college, I think, you know, Connor, you mentioned to me, like, what, what was a setback for you? Maybe a failure that kind of like really changed you and helped you grow. I think I got to go back to my sophomore year of college. You know, I came in as a freshman. I had to beat out five kids. I, I did. I did that. And I had a really good freshman year. Um, you know, we were, we were a solid squad there. Sophomore year came around. I got very, very complacent. Um, that summer, I didn't really work out as much. I didn't really see that many shots. I came back in the fall, and I was like, just not playing well. Wasn't really confident. And there was a senior at that time, Joe Mary. He went up going pro. He busted his butt, man. He he was he was putting the work in when I wasn't. So I think um, I lost my starting spot. I was still having an you know I had my ups and downs there throughout the fall. It came down to like a spring scrimmage. And um, he played better than me in that scrimmage, and he got it. And I think, like, looking back on that, that was a really, like, a reality check that I needed because I think I was always able to kind of use my, like I said, my athleticism, my reflexes, my physicality, my, 
my competitive nature just to kind of succeed. And then um, I lost it. I mean, I, I didn't work, you know, I didn't work at it and nothing is given to you, right? So I learned that right there and then. So I think um, that last time I came back, I busted my butt. I worked harder than ever. I came back, started my junior and senior year and, you know, did great things, got drafted to Denver then. Go on to the pros. Now I think uh, as you're a pro, you got to learn how to kind of keep that edge with an eight-month break in there, right? So you got to learn how to kind of do that. And I think that's the toughest part as a pro, as a goalie, that makes you succeed later on and, and longer in this league is that you got to learn how to kind of turn it off in the offseason, but at the same time stay in good shape. You're not having those practices every single day in the offseason. So, yeah, I, I, I would say in the, then, you know, in the past five years, I've really worked on, hey, never – Never kind of like someone's on your heels. You can't really get complacent with it. You can't really sit back and just be like, hey, this is going to be given to me. So I just been working. My work ethic, I think, is is really significantly changed the past three years. I would say even in Charlotte, there was a point there where I got a little complacent, but I was still playing well. But I think when I got to this PLL here the past couple of years, I was focused and I've been working on my my eating and my workouts. And I've been like I said, I've I'm probably in the best shape I've probably been in since this has all begun. And um, down the 190, I wanted to be a little bit lighter. So I would say my work ethic and just my eating habits in the past five years have significantly changed for the better. What's your, uh, what's your, what's your eating habits like? What are some things? Have you like experimented with any different like nutritional things and found anything that like didn't work out well for you? And like, how'd you kind of get to the nutrition habits that you have now? Like, how'd you kind of arrive at where you're at now, now that you're feeling like the best in your career? So I think um, when I was coming out of Charlotte, when was that? It was about three years ago. I was like, you know, probably the heaviest I've been. Um, I was still working, like kind of putting the work in in terms of uh, lacrosse, getting shots, doing all that. So I felt good as a stopper, but I wasn't as quick. You know, I was just feeling a little bit heavier. And I was like, listen, you know, I didn't know at that point kind of what I wanted to do. And I was like, you know, PLL opportunity comes around. I'm like, I'm going all in. I want to change this all up. I want to go fresh start here. I want to be as light as I possibly can be and feel good at this. So I think um, what I started to do is I looked at my eating habits. I worked with my strength coach. So he was putting me in through workouts that were like hour long, um, like AMRAPs, as many rounds as possible. So I was doing a lot of that, keeping your high, high intensity training, keeping your heart rate up. So I did a lot of that and I was burning off, you know, I was just sweating through those workouts, but still working out. So I was doing that, and then we started to go on. A, I, he put me on like a whole thirty diet, and I did it with my fiance, which was awesome because she was, she's an awesome cook. So kudos to her. So she was the one who like was got on it with me. We we bought some whole thirty books, and we ate it a lot of uh, just clean. And really, the biggest thing that I learned from that, maybe that was different from when I was younger, is uh, you know what you put in your body is super important, right? So we went clean eating. So I went to you know a lot of proteins. Uh, organic stuff, you know, proteins, you know, then we went to the steaks, the meats, vegetables, fruits, um, a ton of eggs in the mornings. So we were very, eating very, very clean there. You're pretty much taking out carbs and dairy out of that. So I did that for about three months leading up to the season. Last year, I lost a ton of weight, felt really, really good with my workout regimen where I was going like five days a week there. And then um, after the season, I kind of changed it up a little bit. I took that in there. I wasn't putting in, I realized, you know, you look at a wrapper, what's in, in ingredients and stuff. So you start taking into account some of that stuff. But um, 
Yeah, from there, now what I, I tried to do a little bit this past year, I was doing intermittent fasting. So I was eating clean still. I just wasn't eating as much throughout the day. So I was doing intermittent fasting from 12 to 8 o'clock. And uh, you can eat pretty much as much as you want there, uh, whatever you want. But it's that, the, those hours off, it gets your body into ketosis and it kind of starts eating at itself, all the, all the stuff there. But um, yeah, there's a whole science behind it, but it has a lot of good benefits from what you hear. Um, so I've been doing a little bit of a mix of that, trying to do the intermittent fasting, eating clean, carbs here and there. But um, that's where I'm at now because you just need some of the carbs now with so much that you work out. You burn so much off, you need some of that energy. So I've just learned a whole lot about nutrition the past three years that I didn't even know about. Yeah, I've been I've been doing the intermittent fasting for like the past like three or four months. And like my biggest thing is just like my energy levels are just like so much more steady, I feel like. And I just feel like so much better in the mornings, like just like getting that time off from eating before you go to sleep and like just letting your body recover. Like I feel so much lighter in the mornings and just like going for runs in the morning. Like I feel way better and just like, I love even clearer. I think another big thing is like, I was just thinking clearer. You know what I'm saying? Like I just felt like less sluggish. Maybe you get when you wake up in the morning, I was just ready to go. So it's worked out. I, I suggested, I mean, if, if people are always like, Hey, looking for quick, quick fixes, I'm like, no, you're going to make a lifestyle change a little bit. So I've learned that too, but it's good stuff. Awesome. So it, it, so it helped you sort of in the mornings and I guess energy levels, were there any like sort of noticing things that intermittent fasting did for you? Yeah. Uh, I would say the energy levels were the biggest oh, yeah. thing. You felt good. You felt clean. Like I felt clear, you know, like I said, me even mentally. So um, the drive was there and I just felt like um, even in my workouts, I was like working out longer. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you even felt like I had more energy even in those things. So I wasn't getting as fatigued quicker. So with all the things you've kind of added to your routines and like kind of changed or anything like that, as far as like, whether it be specific with goalies or just lacrosse in general, are there any like bad recommendations that you hear a lot? Um, I think, well, I'm a big component of proponent, I should say of, uh, multi, you know, playing a lot of sports. I, I hear like nowadays you get a lot of like, hey, we got to play lacrosse year round. I'm not necessarily a believer in that. I think I picked up a lot from other sports that I played and I, I think burnout is real. Um, I think that, you know, if, if you get, if you go out of too, too much, you kind of lose maybe some of the passion at it. But I think playing multiple sports helped me. Um, then I, I focused in on playing lacrosse in the summers and doing travel and all that type of stuff that gets showcased. So that's the way I kind of added more lacrosse into my, my sports life. But um, so I would say that's one thing. Um, and I think goalie wise, if you want to talk about mecha mechanics and style and all that, there's a lot of different ways that you can play. I mentioned so many goalies before. You look at all the pros that are out there now, like you, everyone's got their own little style. But I think the biggest things you'll see in guys is that you're attacking the ball. Um, you're not afraid of the ball. And um, you're using your hands, you're using your, your whole body, your first line of defense are your hands, your, your body is your second line of defense, so use it all. Be, be a good communicator and all that type of stuff. So I wouldn't necessarily say that that's a bad thing or anything like that, but because everyone has their own style, but I think there's some big things in terms of like stopping the ball and being a leader out there that you want to have. What do you think, what do you think has been your biggest weakness as a goalie throughout your career and how have you kind of address that or try to think about that a lot um it's a great question i think 
as a goalie, I think the hardest spot is probably, you know, your off hips, your off lows. I, I just work at it. I mean, I work at all my spots. I, I just feel like you can always get better at every single spot. I, I mean, I look at my stuff. My stuff is like a stick high, off high, low, you know, hip, hip, low, low, bounce shots. So I think if you work at all that type of stuff, you're good. Being mentally tough is huge. I, I think you can always continue to work at that. I think when I was probably younger, I'd be, I'd take it a lot on myself. I'd beat myself up, maybe not have a good next game. I've learned over the years here. It's like, listen, man, even if you're not having the greatest game, you don't know what save is going to make the game, win the game for you, right? So it's like staying mentally in it, mentally tough. I think I'm always working at that. So I think that's what guys have to kind of continue to do and, and realize. Like, listen, you don't know which save. I remember coming down a few years ago against Chesapeake. It wasn't my best game. It was a tie game or something. We were up by one, and I think Miles Jones comes down the alley. And I was like, all right, man, I got to make this save. This is the save that can win us the game. And I made the save, and we won. And I felt pumped about it, you know? So it's like you can't get too high and you can't get too low. Is there a uh, sort of a moment uh, you said you sort of worked with trainers early on? Was there a moment that you're like, I, I can play in the college and I can pursue this uh, going forward? When did that sort of happen? Yeah, so that's actually a good story too because I mentioned I played a lot of sports growing up. I was a baseball guy kind of like when I was younger. I was like, hey, uh, I'm going go to go to play baseball in college. I always wanted to play a sport in college. What I knew what that was going to be, no idea. But thought it was going to be baseball. Playing baseball, a guy down the block from us, one of my – one of my friends, older than us, but kind of grew up with him. He, um, sick baseball player, didn't get any looks. I'm like, well, I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever be as good as this guy. He, he was very, very good. So now I had to make a decision here. What am I going to do? Seventh grade comes around. Am I playing lacrosse or am I playing baseball? So kind of stick with it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to play lacrosse. Everyone's telling me I'm good with lacrosse. So I'm going to stick with lacrosse. Um, did that, gave up baseball. I was playing it on the side there a little bit, but, um, yeah, so I would say, trying to think of back to the original question, Connor, my bad, I, I forgot it. The moment, the moment, moment you realized. Oh, so that's what I was going to say. Okay, my bad. So at that point, yeah, I was, I was playing um, just middle school. Then I, I started playing in middle school, and I had like a, a 90-something save, percent, uh, save percentage in 7th and 8th grade. So at that point, coaches kind of heard about me around there. They're like, hey – this kid's pretty, pretty good. And then I, I jumped into a summer league. And this is kind of like the really the thing I, I really like. I was like, hey, I can play with kind of the best guys. Um, I was in eighth grade, summer going into ninth grade. Me and my buddy, Sean Rogers, he played at um, Notre Dame. And uh, me and him, my dad just dropped us off at SUNY Farmingdale College by us. All the high school guys were playing. Chaminade, St. An uh, Anthony's, um, Half House Hills. Like all the big schools in that area were playing. Oh, team always needs a goalie. So I'm like, hey, I'll be out there sitting there with my goalie stick. Team would come up to me. Remember, Sean and I come up to me like, hey, you, you want to jump in here, play in this game? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'll be there as long as my buddy could play with me. They'd be like, yep. So I'd go out there playing this game as an eighth grader, playing with some some of the best, you know, guys that I'm hearing like we're even in college playing at Virginia and whatnot, and I'm making saves in them. So I'm like, wow, I could definitely do this. And I just worked at it. I think at that point, I was just like, hey, I'm, I'm like focused on this. I got – a goalie coach in ninth grade, J.P. Brazel, like I said, worked with him throughout high school. And even he, like, was saying throughout all that, like, if you continue to work at this, man, you're going to be pretty pretty solid at it. So my whole goal then at that point was like, hey, all I want to do, man, I would go over the, the, the railroad tracks, feet up, holding my nose, saying prayers. I was like, I just want to play Division I lacrosse. I remember that, like, saying that in ninth grade, and I would be like, 
dude, I'm going to do this. Whatever I got to do to do this, I'm going to do it. So I would just work, work, work. Worked out in the summers. Played my sports, stayed in shape in the off seasons. And still had that competitive nature there with all that. So I think that was the point early on where I was like, I can definitely do this. And then starting as a freshman in high school, going against the big schools, and I was making 30 saves a game against Long Beach. Um, you know, I averaged over 25 saves a game at that versus, like, like I said, the biggest schools in, in Long Island. I was like, I could definitely do it. I just need an opportunity and I need a chance to do it. And I got one going to Fairfield, and so it was awesome. Would you say when you started making all the saves in high school, is that kind of like the moment? Like, obviously, earlier on, you realized you could be really good with your, like, your coach and stuff like that. But was high school when you, like, realized, like, all right, like, I think I made it. Like, I, I have the confidence that I think I'm one of the best guys in the country. Yeah. I would say so. I actually do. I think it was like probably like 10th grade came around. Ninth grade, you're just keeping your head above water. I was like, I just wanted to go out there, make an impact. Who knows? Had a really, really good year. I was all county that year. So I was like, wow, all right, I could be play with some of the best guys in the, in the county. And, you know, you look at lacrosse, obviously look, Long Island is, is one of those main hubs around the, around the country. Where, So I was like, hey, I'm going to be playing versus a lot of guys that are going to be playing in college. And if I can stop these guys, um, I can do it. So I think that's where it came around. And then 10th grade, I was really like, hey, listen, I know I can hang with these guys. Now let's show everyone that I can make a bunch of saves. And that was my mentality. I'm going to go out here and just try to make as many saves as I possibly could, could against. And I love going against, like, hearing guys from Hicksville going to play V1 in Virginia or, you know, whatever it may be. I love that type of stuff because I'd go out there and be like, no one expects me to stop this guy. They don't even know who I am. I'm at a school that didn't even make the playoffs. So I'm like, I'm going to go out there and just try to ball out and kind of, like, show prove people wrong is the way I put it when I was in high school. It's like, I'm just going to prove them all wrong, man. I'm going to be the kid that comes from a small school and makes it uh, just from work ethic and believing and just, you know, working my ass off. That's awesome. I think, um, especially for a goalie, you're going against a shooter that's sort of one-on-one -on -one, uh, type of style. Do you sort of focus maybe in high school, like you talked about, like, I know this guy's uh, going to Virginia. Like, I'm, I want to make, I want to save this guy's shot. Uh, did you sort of prepare uh, knowing what he would do, or would you sort of fall back on what you did best and be like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm just going to beat him? So, yeah, at that point, I, it was just me. I'm going to do what I do best, react the ball, set the ball, make saves. That's how I was in high school. I think I really elevated, and you want to talk about grow, growing the game, my game a little bit. When I got to college, I was a big thing that changed. I started looking more at shooters, started looking at tendencies of guys, studying my craft too a little bit. What am I doing on shots from, you know, five to 10 yards versus 15 yarders. You know, it, my hands changing or things different. So I look, I studied my craft and then I studied, you know, shooters, guys, what, what their tendencies were and whatnot. But I, ultimately I really want to focus in on me because I can control me. Uh, so if I feel comfortable with me and like one thing, Coach Valance in college at Fairfield would always say to me, is like, Sip, just make positive movements to the ball, right? You know, they're going to score on you. But as long as you're not guessing and you're not kind of all over the place and you're just moving towards the ball and everything's there, if they beat you, you got to tip your hat to them every once in a while. So, like, I learned that and studied my craft more in college on film-wise. But high school, sheer reaction, sheer fearlessness. I'm just going to go out there, attack you. So I have a, I, now I have that balance between both of those. So, and that's kind of how I, I play. That's great. In terms of, like, preparation – uh, you talk about obviously looking at people's tendencies and you sort of focus more on yourself. If you had four, four hours a week to prepare, say, obviously the PLL season's down the five, six weeks. If you had four hours a week to train, 
what would you focus on uh, for being a goalie? So, and you know what, God, I kind of am doing this right now. So what I focus in on first and foremost is kind of being in shape, being ready to be out there. Second thing when you're out there is really like just one-on-one -on -one shooting, just like a step down. You know what I'm saying? Like where you're looking right down the barrel with the guy. The third thing, on the run, when guys are moving, right? So it's different for us. I, those shots are different. And it's one thing that I preach to goalies all the time. It's like you can't have happy feet, right? Because you're not set then for a shot down the alley. So one thing that I really picked up in college and as I got older is like if a guy's sweeping down the alley or he's coming from GLE around, it's about holding your spot and being balanced enough where you're ready to attack the shot. And I would say if I can work on that a lot, and that's what I've been working on in the past few weeks is shots down the alley. Now, what we did this past couple of weeks is coming around GLE, so in tight stuff. So how am I going to work kind of holding pipe and, and moving to my next spot and not giving up too much angle? So that's another part of it. What we're getting to now a little bit more of is in tight stuff, sheer reaction stuff. So I'm doing like off a bounce back to a shooter quick six type of stuff. So I'm, I'm tracking here and there. So that's the type of stuff that I would love to do. Outlet passes, that's another huge thing I think maybe goes underrated maybe with younger goalies. You have to be able to push the ball, especially in our pro sport here. It's all about transition. So it's making the save, pushing up field, and, and kind of creating that transition. So I think that's a huge, huge element of this that you got to work on. Um, yeah, and then all that, I just want to get some, some live shots. I think that's the toughest part, playing six on six, threes on threes. That's a whole different beast, but... Really what I'm trying to focus in on right now is tracking ball, making positive movements, attacking the ball. Is there, is there anything you do when you're practicing? Like, obviously, how big, a, how big of a difference is it when you're taking shots in a live game and have, like, people in front of you? And then, B, to kind of do, is there anything you do to kind of, like, mimic just having, like, traffic in front of you or anything like that or anything to, like, distract yourself from like seeing a shot to like kind of emulate how what it's more like more game like when when you're just training by yourself yeah so traffic shots i mean um i think you do need kind of a person to do that otherwise what i'll do sometimes is i'll put like when i was at school we had the football pads you know like a football like a big football pad right in front of you just as a screen so if you have a guy shooting on you you can use that as a screen they can shoot around that or a garbage bag you know garbage bucket whatever it is just that you could shoot around um, but if you're not, you're by yourself, you're going to go against the wall, put, put that, you know, put some type of barrier in front of you where you just got to see it and move around the object and kind of see yourself catching the ball. So you might lose it for a second, but you're trying to go at it. But when I'm out there with, with guys shooting, I'm really trying to put some type of barrier there. And I love moving. I feel like the biggest thing is when you get back into six on six is how fast the ball moves from guy to guy and around the field. So you got to be unconstantly what I'm working on now is how can I move, track the ball, move back and be set, ready to attack. And that's like a mental part of it too, but just more reps. So I, I think that I try to get one or two, maybe even three guys out there. My little brother's back from college, so it's been amazing. So he could be a feeder. So I'm tracking the feed, shot comes around an object from up top. And we're working on that. So for, um, so for a 13-year-old kid, I think uh, for a goalie, you talked about getting live shots. Uh, and I think it's hard for somebody to like, be like, ask questions uh, when you're young or ask for a favor. For a goalie, like you need somebody to shoot on you. Did you ask guys or were you sort of like hesitant to go to guys and be like, hey, can you shoot on me? Uh, how was that? Yeah, so um, 
I would go. I, I would always find the oldest guys. I, I love playing against the older guys. You know what I'm saying? Like the high school kids. I'd be in, in middle school. I'd be like, all right, I'm going to go to the park. Hopefully there's some guys there. And there's always like older guys shooting around. Just jump in, jump in the cage. You need a goalie. Yeah. I feel like I've never been turned down where it's like, no, I don't want a goalie in the cage. I think it's always like, yeah, jump in there, man. We'll definitely take a goalie. So I think it's just going out there, finding guys to shoot in you. Like I said, I got dropped off at a field hoping that a team would would pick me up just to jump in a game. So any shots that you can get, get them. Um, if they're they're slow, whatever. You can still work on your fundamentals. If they're fast, awesome. I was always looking for the biggest guys that can shoot hardest. I had a guy, Brent, uh, Jay Pyre, one of my best friends, all the brothers that played at Army, West Point. So as much as I could, I'd be hitting him up and be like, yo, let's go, let's go, let's go. He'd pick me up, we'd drive to the park, bucket of balls. He would just unload on me all the time. And I was in like eighth grade and this guy's going to West Point. So I was like, again, if I'm going to be able to compete versus the best, I got to go against the best. So anyone around you that you can do that with, do it. Similar, similar question, kind of going back, 13-year-old. If you could talk to yourself when you were back 13, 14 years old before you really knew you were going to be successful or anything like that, hindsight 2020, what would you tell yourself, the number one thing that you'd tell yourself to do the same and number one thing that you tell yourself to do differently? To do the same, I'd say just be fearless. I think I was fearless and I was just like, I didn't care if I got hit with shots and didn't care what people would think. So I think my mindset was awesome there in terms of that. Um, working wise, I mean, something I can work on kind of when I was 13, not be so hard on myself. I think I put a lot of pressure on myself when I was younger and you're, you're going to fail in this sport, man. You're going to fail in anything. So I, I think that you learn a lot from that type of stuff, but I put a lot of pressure on myself, but I don't know, maybe that, maybe that helped me and, and drove me a little bit more, but I think that would probably be it. And just I wish when I was 13, I knew like what you put in your body can really make a difference. You know, like it really, really makes a difference in terms of how you perform. Someone told me once, I don't even know where the hell I got it from, but it's like your body's like a car, right? Depending on what your car is, you treat it like a Ferrari right now, right? You want to treat it like a Ferrari. You're not going to go to the gas station and fill it up with regular gas. You're going to fill it up with the super, right? You're going to, so that's like kind of how I see my body now. It's like eat well. I mean, <laughs> If I'm going 80% eating good, 20% bad, all right, I'll live with that. But you want to eat probably better than you can and treat your body. You only get one body, right? So, I mean, you want to treat, treat it good. So, I think if I knew a little bit about that, I love, like, the junk food, the ice cream, and all that type of stuff. I mean, it is what it is when I was younger, but yeah. that, that, that's it. I would say I would just change that up. But, um, yeah, man, it's been good. It's, I feel like I'm a big believer, man. You Stuff happens for a reason, right? So, I mean, you kind of... Why, why it all panned out is why I'm, I am where I am right now. And you, you mentioned like you all, like never cared about getting hit with shots or anything like that. Like one thing for me, looking back, like obviously, you know, youth lacrosse, like if we didn't have a goalie, like no one wants to play goalie because it's like, I don't want to get hit with a shot. Were you always like, is it true? Is it just like a slightly being psychotic thing where it's like, you're just, you're okay with getting hit with shots? Or is there like a time, do you just like, as a goalie, do you like just get used to it eventually? And you're just like, all right, I'm just gonna get hit with shots or does it still yeah. suck and you just like don't really register it? Or like how, what's the what's the progression of getting hit with shots like? <laughs> yeah, I think um, you, need to, you need to be, like I said, you need to be fierce a little bit. Everyone always says like, oh, goalies have a screw loose. And it's funny, they always tell me like, Sip, you're probably the most sane goalie that I've seen. But like deep down, man, I'm like, I'm pretty insane too. When a shot's coming at me, I just, 
I put my whole body into it. It's like, I don't even care. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll, I'll sell out for it. Um, I think it hurts. I mean, when you take time off, and I think as a pro now, when you take time off, I, I train a lot with uh, the softies. Like, early on when I'm getting back into it. Um, that way, so if I get hit, it's whatever. Now, as I'm leading up, I'm going just into full rubber, you know, rubber balls, actual lacrosse balls. So, like, I'm feeling that again, you know? Like, but I think as time goes on, uh, you do build a little bit of immunity to that pain. Some of these guys, man, they shoot over 100. These things are going to hurt all the time. I think you, you, you in-game, the adrenaline's so hard, like, so much, you're just like, all right. Sometimes you even forget you just got hit, and you're like... Oh man, what just happened? And you get out of there, and I look in the ice bath, and I'm like, dude, I'm like covered in welts. But I think as you get older, it's a little, bit, you start feeling them a little bit. But I'm, I'm getting right back into it again, where it's like, you got to manage your body, you got to ice it, you got to take care of it. Um, but I'm still kind of, and I think that's probably when you got to hang it up, when you're not willing to really go out there and step in front of a shot and not care. Um, that's you can't be in the cage anymore. I really do believe that. So I feel like you just got to still be continuing to be fearless. If I get hit, I get hit, man. Just save. Hopefully it doesn't, it doesn't hit me and go in. I want it to hit me and, and, you know, we keep it out of the cage and we go the other way with it. So that's kind of how I feel. And then similarly, I'm just, this is just coming to my head now. I, just like looking back, I feel like there's like moments in practice where if someone like cranks a shot on a goalie, like a, there's like certain moments where a goalie just like gets pissed. Like, why the hell are you shooting? Like, why are you ripping the shot? Like at this, at this point, practice on me like this. Is there some type of like etiquette from a goalie's perspective of when it's like not okay to rip a shot at you? Yeah, yeah. I think inside the four yards, I, I hate it, but I mean, like, and it's funny. You go like, um, everyone wants to score, score a pro goalie, so you go somewhere like you know, your clinic camps, whatever. Like, hey, they come up three yards out, crank it. I'm like, all right, man, I don't want to stand in front of this and just get eaten, right? You know, just eat this right here from three yards out. So I think the etiquette there is five yards in, placement, right? Placement doesn't need to be power there at that point. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I would say about that. All right, our mental note for water dogs practice. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then the the best ones is like you'll get drilled in the kneecap. Thing will shoot fifty yards out, and you're like, "Dude, didn't even hurt me. Hit pure bone." You're like, "Whatever." Yeah. Guys are like, "Ooh," but my, I remember I had my one roommate, my college roommate, saw that. I still give him crap to this day, man. I don't think there was a practice he didn't hit me. I don't think he was trying to, man. But he was just—it was like a magnet for me, man. So I'd walk out of there with like four bruises from him every day. I'm like, dude, I don't think. Who's paying you off or whatever it is, man? What's going on? Someone's someone's trying to hurt me here. <laughs> do you do you treat do you treat your 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 welts or anything like that? Do you do anything? Is there like a is it a factor? Yeah, so, I, mean, so, I mean, this is gonna be this is gonna be I think be a little bit of an issue. You know, we're gonna have to manage it throughout this tournament here. But I mean, like usually you had six days to manage, right? Um, a bruise, and some of these bruises are, are you know they're 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 deep and they're, and they're they're pretty ugly looking. So, I mean, once you work with them, yeah, I mean, you got to treat them. You got to ice them. Um, that's a huge, huge thing is really, like, you got to ice them. You can't just, like, hey, whatever, it'll go away. You got you to treat it. So, I think that's huge. Uh, I got, like, this little ice ball. It's it's a metal ball. Keep it in the in the freezer. You know, just, just kind of rub out some of those bruises. Um, that's huge. Um, ice baths are huge. Man, I'm, I'm in there all the time. Um, what else? 
It was really, really bad when I had a few years back, man. I got hit three weeks in a row in the same spot in the inner thigh. I had to pad it up after a while, but it turned into a rock-solid hematoma. I think James yeah. Pinnell, man, it was like, I forgot who the shooters were, but it was like three weeks in a row. And I remember it was James Pinnell was the last one. We were winning the game, and it was like the last shot of the game. And it was kind of like, I'm just, again, I don't want to go in. I don't care if we're winning or, or whatnot. I'm selling out, exposed my inner thigh, got drilled there just saw stars and um i had to treat that one for about six months that one sucked um that one was a tough one so now i have my little things where you know the i got a little bit of an inner inner pad that i might wear on my, my thighs there but nothing really too crazy you just got to treat them man and here's my biggest thing with that you don't want to get hit catch it <laughs> that's a good point what uh as a goalie, how do you kind of how do you kind of set your goals, and how have your your goals yourself kind of evolved like throughout your career? Yeah, that's an awesome. One. Um, early on, make saves, make as many saves as I possibly could. Um, I think my goals now are, 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 and I learned like you know throughout the college years and pro years, it's like you got to be able to manage games, and you know especially in the pro game, it's a game of swings. Um, team can go on a six goal run. And I've, I've seen teams, you know, I was with Denver. We came back from a 13-goal deficit one year. So I think um, as you grow, you just got to kind of stay, like, just just mentally kind of locked in. Um, yeah, so I don't know if that answered the question. What was it again? I'm sorry. What was that? What was the question again? How you're, how you're like, how you kind of set your personal goals as a goal oh, and how you kind of evolved. Yeah, so I think it was early on, like I said, it was kind of just making saves. Um, as I got older, I wanted to win games, so you got to manage games. So I think that's the biggest thing is, like, I, I'm confident that I can make every save. I, I know now that I can't. When I was younger, I think that I always thought I could make every single save, regardless if it was from two yards or 15. So I'm confident with that. But now as I got older, it's just, you know, manage games, win games. You don't know which game it's going to be. I want to be a good teammate, big, big glue guy. That's another huge thing I think goes a long, long way. I want to boost my guys up. It's not just about me. It's about the guys around me. You're a unit, right? You're a team. So you're only going to be as far as, go as far as, you know, number one through number whatever on your roster. Everyone plays a part in that. So I think um, as I've grown older, you just got to learn to be, like I said, a teammate and do the good and do the bad, man. You can't be too high, can't be too low, but just and my goals too is just stay hungry. I think like you got to just keep working at it, man. I, I never want to get complacent because like I said, when I was a sophomore in college, I lost that. And uh, I understand that things can get taken away from you in an instant. So I love the opportunity. I'm very fortunate, very grateful that I have an opportunity to still do this. So I'm just going to try to run with it, man, and just do the best I can do. At the very least, I can look in the mirror and say, hey, man, I put the work in. I put the time in. I did the best, you know, doing the best I could do. Yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, being a goalie, like having the personal goals of making as many saves as possible, like no one on your team is ever gonna ever gonna argue that one for the for the greater good of the whole team. Going through going through your career too, did you have any like mentors that stick out to you that you like kind of leaned on, and like what did you go to them for? And then at the point you're in your career now, where you're kind of like an established guy more, or do you still have any any mentors in your in your athletic career or just personal life that you really lean on at all? I think pro-wise, going back, I, I was such in such an awesome position to get drafted where I got drafted and play with the guys that I played with. I was 
a young buck who learned a lot from the older vets, guys like Jesse Schwartzman, who like, I honestly studied under him the first three seasons I played pro. He was awesome, man. He's a friend. He's, he's an awesome guy. A Anthony Kelly, face-off, right, for us there. Really showed you kind of what it's like to be a teammate, take care of the guys around you. And I'm talking the younger guys to the older guys. Um, take care, look out for one another. So those are some pros I just I got. Man, there's so many I can, I can think of from teams. Um, Earhart would be another one I like even went in there. And like, he's a young guy, younger than me. But I like, loved the way he was kind of like a team guy who could just kind of keep mesh with everyone together. Um, Drew Adams was an awesome one to work behind. He really kind of showed me. I've always knew he was like an amazing goalie. It's really cool when you work behind the guy and you kind of see his, his mentality and what he, he does pregame and stuff like that. He was a really, really good one. JP Brazel was like a really, really good mentor for me. He was my goalie coach to this day. Like we still talk all the time. Um, he's an awesome, awesome one. Um, coach Whitley, he was at Fairfield. Coach Valance, they were at Fairfield. My goalie coaches, those are guys that really helped me out as well. Um, so going back to some awesome coaches, Coach Connery, Coach Cope. Um, these are all, I just had awesome coaches throughout there. And I have an awesome support system in my family. I think my family like, Super close to me, my cousins, my brother, my, my fam, my sister, my parents, they're just biggest fans. So I think you got to have a good support system around you as well. So I'd say they, even them there, I'd see them as mentors for me as well. They, they, they lead me to, to stay in the right path. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've had some awesome, co co Tony Seaman, man, I can't, can't for, forget him too. He was an awesome GM of mine who showed you that lacrosse can open more doors in your life, man, coaching wise and all that type of stuff like that. Um, so there's a lot of, lot of good mentors, good coaches out there that do great things, man, that have, have given me, you know, endless opportunities here. So I'm very grateful to them. Yeah, I think uh, I can attest, uh, just being around, being a young guy, I think just there's so many great people and that's what makes you stick around, uh, being a lacrosse player, just the community aspect. And I think it continues to grow. Uh, so I guess I'd ask you, if you had the resources uh, to help, obviously you're helping grow this game. Uh, where do you see lacrosse in the next 10 years and how would you help it uh, grow as much as possible? If you had the resources, unlimited resources to do so. Man, it would be an international game. The whole world would be playing it. I think it's going to get there eventually. I really, really do. Uh, you can see more teams were, were jumping into the, um, the world games a few years back, right? So I think it's growing. Guys, you have so many awesome ambassadors in this sport right now of all, all ages, even the guys who are behind the scenes doing stuff that are older, that are, that are helping youth that you see coaching and stuff like that. So I think that's going to go a huge, huge way. You have, like I said, the guys who are the face of the game right now, Connor, you being one of them. Um, a lot of these guys, Scott Ratliff going overseas, Gittleman going overseas. You see the guys going over to Japan, Gibson and those guys. I think this game is going to grow. You get a chance to play with guys like Drew Snyder, you know, Chris O'Doherty over in Seattle doing stuff over there. Um, that's growing in the, in the top west corner of, of the country. You got guys like Bach and, and Brent Adams, those guys out in, in Colorado. And I'm sure I'm missing a ton of names here, but there's so many guys around the country that are working different pockets. And I think as it, it fully expands, Eric Law doing, you know, working with, with, um, with City Lax over in Denver too, right? bringing the game to the inner city and building more guys who maybe are less fortunate, giving them a shot to actually get a chance to play. It's California. There's so many guys out there doing that. So I think at 
And I, I lived in Florida for a bit, and I was coaching lacrosse down there. I felt like I, you know, even when I was down there for a year, I wanted to make an impact to help those guys that I was working with. And to this day, those guys still text me, hey, coach, thank you, man, and who are playing in college now. So I think the little things that you can do go a long, long way with this sport. I think we're going to grow it, man. I think that, you know, it incorporates so many different types of sports. So you can, and you don't have to be, you could be a small guy, you could be a big guy, you could be a large guy, you could be a muscular guy, any shape or size, there's a spot for you on the lacrosse field and you can make it work. So I think that's what, what is really, really, really exciting about it, that you can get some guys who may have never even seen the sport. As we grow it, they just, it just needs the exposure. So as we go to these spots that maybe have never seen the cross, guys are starting to pick it up. You're hearing more guys getting recruited out of the Midwest. Um, all this type of stuff. And uh, I think eventually, man, I, I really, really do think it'll become an international game. Um, it, it's got it all there. So we'll take it one step at a time, but I think it's in the right direction. What, uh, for just like a young kid coming up, maybe they don't have the opportunity to play pro, but they still obviously love the sport and stuff like that. What kind of opportunities do you see out there? Like what doors have kind of presented themselves for you to kind of open up if you wanted to or not? But as a kid that maybe doesn't have the opportunity to play pro but would still want, like, love lacrosse and still want to get involved, what kind of opportunities have you seen out there that have presented themselves to you? And which ones do you kind of take up? And which ones have you kind of passed up? Oh, yeah. I think, listen, if you if you enjoy doing something, do it. You're going to be able to find it. It doesn't matter what level it's going to be. You can find a pickup game somewhere. You can find a summer league to jump in on, travel teams. Do it. Play it. Do what you got to do. Um, yeah, I kind of see it everywhere. I mean, I see it in in, in summer leagues. You know, I, I, I think that I'm trying to think of like what else, where else do you see it, right? Sorry, say it again. I, I'm sorry. My thoughts are all over there. For someone that doesn't maybe loves lacrosse but doesn't get the opportunity to, to play pro, what kind of opportunities have you seen to like stay involved in lacrosse and like what doors have kind of opened up to you that maybe you did or didn't take? But for someone that just yeah. wants to stay involved past past playing pro, past, past playing college, like what have, what are the opportunities look like that you've seen? Got it. Yeah. So I think I guess I was saying there, it's you can you can find any level of lacrosse. So if, if you continue and you enjoy playing it, play it. I think that you can find it out there. I see it in summer leagues all over the place that guys are playing. Um, I'm going to play in uh, Nyack and stuff like that. Um, there, there's like other things that you can play in, but um, coaching. I think coaching is the biggest door that it opens up to for me personally. I got up there and I never really thought I would be a coach after college. Um, and then Tony Seaman gave me an opportunity to go to Florida and coach down there, and I loved it. Um, it got me my first job in working in a school, and I had an opportunity to start coaching lacrosse. I never would have thought 10 years ago I'd be, you know, coaching lacrosse year-round. So um, I think that's a huge thing. The networking, the brotherhood that you build playing sports, playing athletics, you have connections all over the place. I hear guys getting business jobs there. So, I mean, you know, just because you're not a pro doesn't mean that it can't open more doors. I think it can open up doors endlessly. Coaching, meeting people friendships, all that type of stuff, man, it opens up a ton of doors. And then I don't know, I don't know if you're a, a huge social media guy or not, but for a young goalie, are, they any, are there any like social media accounts that you follow and kind of extract a lot of value out of or any, whether it be in the cross or just with life and just motivation, just any 
social media accounts that a young goalie might want to follow just to kind of see what they're doing or just extract value from or anything that you extract value from on social media? Yeah, so I, um, I'm going to be starting mine up too. I'll be pump pumping it out there, some of that content. It's going to be goalie.elite.lacrosse. So I'm working on some of that content now. But some of the other guys that I like to follow is, you know, I think um, – Lax goalie rat. I've done some interviews with him. I think he, he's done a great job of pumping out a lot of content. Hand-eye coaches is another one that I watch. Even though it's, you know, for multiple sports, I think you can pull a lot of things out of there. Um, uh, what is Gittleman's? Gittleman's, I think, is Lax goalie network. He has got a ton of stuff on there. I've been watching a lot of his. I love how he pumps back, to, you know, some of those guys in the 80s and 90s goalies that are playing out there. Um I'm going to forget his name. There's some other inspirational coaches. He's a former Marine. I can't think of his name right now. He's a motivational speaker, too. He gets me going. Um, I'll have to find that one out there. But, you know, positive psychology is a lot of stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I would say some of those. Who else is doing some goalie stuff? Um, there's like a crease to crease. So, yeah. And I just try to pick up some, some, some of the other guys. You know, Scotty's putting up a bunch of stuff there. He picks... I like to pick and choose some things from other areas and create kind of my own stuff because I have my ways too and I kind of preach some of my stuff. Everyone's different, but I like to keep it fresh. I like to keep it fun. Love that. Goalie.elite.lacrosse. Yeah, so we're going to get that going here. Um, company that I built, I just, I've learned so much from some, like I said, so many great coaches. And um, I'm just very fortunate enough where I can, I can push this back out to guys who maybe – I don't know. The goalie is such a specialized position. I feel like there's not a lot of goalie coaches out there, right? And um, I've learned so many little things just from playing and from guys who've gone through it um, that I want to share and spread. So uh, I love the mindset part of it that you spoke about earlier. I love being trying to be positive. Um, I preach it all the time in school when I'm teaching. But grit, relentlessness, you know, res all that type of stuff goes a huge, huge way in terms of overcoming failure and kind of staying positive, you know, and staying optimistic. So I, I, I try to stay with all that type of stuff. And that's the kind of content that I want to push out there. I am a little bit, um, I kind of keep my circle close personally with my social media, just the way I've always been. I kind of just kind of keep my, my circle small, but that'll be a platform where I want to kind of push out to the public a little bit more and kind of, like I said, if I can give back and help and inspire, that's the whole goal of it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look for that kind of coming up here in the next month or two exactly i think kids would love to hear that i think the more they can consume is uh the better for them so i completely agree i guess talk about positivity i guess during these times corona uh maybe from march on to here were there positive takeaways uh i know you're starting this business now was that one of them or other things yeah absolutely so i think um Again, I, I love that, Connor, because, uh, you know, as, a, as an educator, I try to preach it all the time to these guys. It's tough. I think everyone had a tough time going through all this for whatever reasons. It, you know, everyone has their own personal things that they may have experienced through this. But um, how do you stay positive in it? And how do you, what, do you, what can you do? I think you needed a goal, right? So um, my goal here is I want to be a great counselor during the day. I want to work for my lacrosse and do, be a good person, you know, after that. So lacrosse is definitely a big part of that, too. It's just kind of balancing your lifestyle. So, um, yeah, um, what else? Being positive with it. I'm sorry, Connor, I'm all over the place. I, I forgot it again. Positive, positive takeaways from Corona. Is there, is there anything, that you, anything that you weren't doing like before 
COVID and the lockdown that you kind of started doing now and you're going to continue to do afterwards? Yeah. So I think working on the business is, was a good one. Um, you know, this is kind of a silver lining in all this all while everyone's going through, it's like, you know, how do you say positive? You want to kind of work on some little independent projects. So yeah, this was one, this was one where I felt like I had some time to, to create some content, get some videos out there. And as I'm getting training now for my season, I wanted to record it all and kind of put it all together and, and show some of the drills for some guys who may have never seen this all before. So that's been a little bit um, of a fun project that I've had. Been cooking a little bit more. Honestly, that's something that's been been fun. Getting outside, going for more runs, like just enjoying nature and all that type of stuff. You take a step back to reflect a little bit. That's been great. But having little goals, little things that I want to work to keep me busy. So you're not just kind of sitting there staring at the walls. So just just try to stay busy with it. What uh, this is kind of switch gears. I mean, it's similar, but. What keeps you uh, What keeps you up at night? And when you feel overwhelmed, what do you like to do to kind of unwind? Yeah, um, feeling overwhelmed. I think um, honestly, recently it's been kind of getting a workout in. You know, I, I feel like that's been a huge one for me. Stretching, like I said, if I'm kind of feeling overwhelmed and kind of just put it on a podcast and listen to some of that. Movies, huge into that. Netflix, obviously, it's been there. So um, I think you can't overwhelm yourself. You got to give yourself some breaks here and there. But yeah, and I think music too. You know, music kind of just helps you kind of get away a little bit and, and kind of reset and recharge. So those are those are some of my ways. And then what what keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night? Um, might sound corny, but guys like out working you, you know, and, and stuff like that. But I think that that kind of keeps you up, and you just want to be prepared. I, I'm like excited. I think it's more excitement now. Um, as the days get numbered for lacrosse, I, I'm like, I'm working towards it now. I just kind of want to showcase myself a little bit and get out there and start playing and, and being with the guys. So I think that that excitement's been the anticipation kind of leaning behind us all. Um, yeah, because you didn't even know if we were going to have a season. I think that maybe kept me up a little bit too, not knowing if we were going to have it. Then when you get the green light, you're like, all right, man, let's work at this and let's do this. Now it's time to showcase. But yeah, I, I think that's it. You, you can control what you can control. Um, and you go from there. And then something else, just kind of looking looking forward a little bit. Is there anything that you're thinking about, like trying to openly experiment with, with your training or anything in your lifestyle that you kind of want to try out and ex just experiment with yourself in the future? Um, I think, uh, like I said, I've been out outdoors a whole lot here. Um, I've been trying to uh, biking. Honestly, that might be one one thing that I kind of want to get into right now. Something that I could do outside a little bit more of. Um, goalies are. I'm not. I'm not a huge runner. I'm, I'm not. A, I don't love running, but I do it. But I think that might be something that I kind of want. I've been looking at a little bit here. Um, but just coaching. I think like, how can I elevate my my coaching platform and that type of stuff and kind of getting and just helping kids, especially during a time like this. It's like how can you get your, how can you influence people still here? And that's been something that I've, I've been trying to work on. So I think that's what I want to continue to work on moving forward here out of all this. Um, and it's something that's been like a daily goal for me. And then similar, similarly, just kind of just going off the head here, is there anything looking back on your career, is there anything that you experimented with or tried to implement into your, into your life routines, training that ended up being like a, a bad investment of time and you ended up having to kind of subtract out? Um, No, I think that just really, 
again, I really am a believer. Like it, it, it kind of all happens for a reason. I just think that maybe some of the times when like you were relying, I was relying on my skill. I could have put more time in um, and stuff like that. But you could always go back, and hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? So I mean, like, oh, I had a bad game there. I shouldn't have done that or whatnot. But I think it's a lifestyle. Kind of going back to that, you gotta just kind of be having good habits. Right and kind of doing stuff on a daily basis that's that's bettering yourself. So as long as you can continue to do that, man, I think you'll be all right and not really dwell too much on kind of stuff in the past. What do you think? Start start wrapping it up a little bit here, Connor. I think this is our last one. Dude, I hope this has been good. I don't know. I mean, this has been great, dude. This has been great. This has Getting been the good. goalie perspective, honestly, everything you uh, you've done. So I think uh, definitely a lot of nuanced stuff that we're hearing, and a lot of new stuff. So this is great. Yeah. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully we've done a done an all right job on our end. Like I said, it's yeah. still pre- pretty early here for us, and we're kind of just you know we're kind of just spitballing to see what happens. But you know, yeah, I mean, this has been great. No, it's it's been awesome. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Besides a few times I had a few brain farts, but it's, it's been good. Man. <laughs> all right. All right. So last question, last question we've been asking people, if you could, if you could put something on a billboard for billions of people to, to see every single day, what would you put on it? It'd probably be, oh man, something with have fun. Have fun would definitely be on it. What do I tell my guys all the time? It's more like, probably work hard, be fair, have fun. Something like that. And something like go get it. I mean, I'm a big believer in go get it done. So I'd I'd probably put those. You You gotta work hard at it. You gotta make sure that you are putting your time in, but you gotta have fun doing it all too. So I think that's a big, big thing, right? Um. Like I said, don't get too high, don't get too low. You gotta find that in between. So right, so, so I don't know if that's a straight answer. I don't know if that's a straight answer. That's tough, man. A big, yeah. It's work hard, have fun, go get it. Yeah, I like that. That's that's good with it. All right, all right. We'll we'll, we'll write that down for you. That's good shit. Well, Seth, this is great. Uh, yeah. Appreciate the time. Honestly, again, this is awesome. A lot of questions were. Uh, Nailed to you, so uh, thanks for answering. And, uh, appreciate it. Well, will I see you Saturday? Yeah, Saturday I'm going to get there. I was talking to Earhart. I'm going to get there. Grant's going to come too. So, um, yeah, man, I'll be there. It's going to be like 8.30, 9 o'clock. 8.30, 9 o'clock, yeah. Who else is coming, you said? Grant Adam. Oh, awesome. Dope. I, I got to hit up McClancy. I saw on the chain, I think McClancy was added to that. So, I think he might be coming in too. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to shoot him a text as well. Hey, who else is going to come? Madelon's going to come too, goalies-wise? I think Madelon was on there. Yeah, so I was actually shooting on Madelon this morning, and he said, yeah, he's he's free. Um, I think it's just you right now, right? Yeah, it was me, Madelon, and, I, and Earhart said um, possibly the Notre Dame kid. I forgot his name. Yeah. So the Notre Dame goalie. So, I would, I, dude, I would love that because I'm not – obviously, I don't want to get too beat up here and obviously don't want to get an injury, but I want to get some reps because – I just need some more live action type of stuff. Yeah. It'd be awesome to get before we get there. Awesome. Yeah. I'm excited.
Yeah, it'll be good, man. I'm super pumped about it. That'll be fun. Document. Document. <laughs> All right. Well, Sip, thanks again. No, let me know if you need me for anything else. And moving forward here, man, uh, just keep me posted, man. If you need, like, when, when the drills and all that type of stuff happen, when you start getting the lesson, you know, let me know. Keep me posted, man, whatever I can do to help. Yeah, yeah. And uh, on both sides, too, when you sort of launch this business, too, we're happy to promote and uh, go through there. So do it, man. Yeah, man. Thank you. I really appreciate it. This is great. Sam, bro, thank you. Yeah, man. Nice to meet you. Yeah, man. Connor, man, I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you Thursday on the call. Saturday for sure. Damn right. All right, dogs. Let's go. Go water dogs. Let's go, Let's go water dogs. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Love it. Let's go.